Welcome to the One Player Podcast, the show on solitaire board games. I'm your host, Albert, and this is episode 257. I am Legacy. Hi, Legacy. How are you doing? Welcome to the show. First time guest. <laughs> Hello, Albert. How are you doing? Doing all right. This good is to hear from you. Fun episode. Yeah, this is a fun episode because uh, we're revisiting the good old days. The good old days? Yeah. The golden age of superhero board games, I'd like to call it. <laughs> I will say we are far from the only one to particular to to revisit this particular game. I believe the publisher continues to revisit this particular game. <laughs> That's true. In many ways and shapes, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. Today's game is Sentinels of the Multiverse, in case you haven't figured it out. The, uh, the superhero game by... Uh, who does that? Oh, I should know this one. Greater than games. Correct. Yes. Okay. And they originally published the first version, and then they published expansion after expansion, and then they finished it with their giant big box expansion, which was the climactic battle or something or other. Oh, yeah. And then they (laughs) partnered with someone else to release it in a different world, and then that just wasn't fun enough. And then when we went back to the other one. So now they're doing a brand new revised version of the whole thing and re-releasing everything in the revised. So mm-hmm. it's definitely <laughs> out there still. Yeah. You know, it sounds like your typical comic book saga where you have all sorts of things happen. And later on, you find out one of those things didn't actually happen. The, like a soap opera, the character was actually not dead, but had been transformed and lost their memory. And now we're back in different form. And- <laughs> it's fitting it's very fitting and they decide that you know they've made uh board games and role-playing games on the on the sentinels franchise they just it's a franchise they love <laughs> and i will say i kind of love it too i kind of do i'm a big fan of this game mm-hmm. so yeah so this is a back to the table right yeah this is a back to the table. We have reviewed it before. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, now we're even more jaded than we were back then. So <laughs> let's see what our thoughts about it now or at this point in time. Okay. So where would you like to start then, Julius? Mr. Jaded. Captain Jaded, we should say. Talking about the game. The ga- Why don't okay. you give us a nice overview of it? Okay. Um, so this is a superhero game. It is not based on any existing... Uh, franchises or or universes so this is not marvel or dc or image or any of those comic uh comic book lines and the the heroes greater than games came up with their own superheroes and made the game based around them and their enemies and whatnot it is a it's a it's a game where you, you play a team of heroes against a powerful villain each hero is represented by a deck of cards it is a fixed deck of cards Unlike other games where you get to to customize and build your own, you pick which hero. He has his deck of, I don't know, like 40 cards or so? Depends on the character. Okay. And you will play with that hero who has abilities and cards themed around that character's powers and ability and backstory. You'll play against a villain who is also a deck of cards. Um, Again, the cards, the way they work and whatnot are themed around that villain and their power and their backstory. And you will fight all this at a different location each time from a set of different locations, which is, again, a deck of cards. This one's a little deck of about 15 cards. <laughs> so this is a card-based game. right? And it, it is a game where 
There's multiple, the box, the base set brings multiple heroes, multiple villains, and multiple locations. So each time you're going to play, you're going to mix and match and pick what you want to play with and against and at. And there you go. That is a summary of every version of the game. And with. <laughs> yes. Um, and your goal so yeah. is almost always just knock them out? Pretty much, it's always everybody has amount of health. Generally speaking, the villain has a lot more health than the heroes. And your goal is to knock out the villain down to zero before your heroes are not to zero. Now, there are exceptions. There's at least one villain I can think of who you do not want them to die. As a matter of fact, you need to keep them alive because it's a little girl that's stuck in a nightmare. And you want to keep mm-hmm. her alive and defeat the nightmares. Yeah, I think that's Oops. the only one like that. But yeah. That might be. Yeah, I haven't come across any others. The thing is, there's so many characters, right? I made a little list. Why do you need a list? There's a wiki. I don't look at wikis. I didn't know that. I'm not surprised, but I didn't look at it. There are 49 different heroes, 29 villains, and 32 locations. And all of them with a whole bio write-up. Yes, all of them, with, especially in the wiki. And not only that, there's also villain teams. That's one of the ways you could play, right? There's 15 different villains that that you could use that are not as powerful as the normal villains, and they play in teams. So if you play a, a game with three heroes or four heroes, you'll have one villain per hero. And a deck and, for each. And a deck for each. So it becomes a much bigger game. And, and you know, it, it goes villain, hero, villain, hero, villain, hero, villain, hero, location. Villain, hero, villain, hero, and you keep taking turns like that. So it's a, a bit more of an epic game. I uh, I did a little bit of math before the show. Do you know how many different combinations there are if you have a three-player game, I'm three heroes? Sure, it's a lot. 102,584 yeah. Three, sure wait, no, no, I'm sorry. 102,594,832 combinations. It Not including variants. Yeah, it does. I love that's actually the whole point of this game as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> and Isn't if the you whole think, point of the game to beat with the bad guys? <laughs> it's to, to try out all the combinations. And if you play with the, the villain teams, there's actually nine billion combinations. Yeah, I don't think that it matters so much to play this particular one with this particular one for me. It's the character. I learned the character in of itself, not necessarily how hmm. well it provides with the other team. Interesting. So are you more interested in the character and their story and whatnot? It's not a matter of the character and their story. It's just if I've played, say, Visionary with Tachyon, at that point in time to play Visionary with Absolute Zero doesn't change that much about Visionary. I will say Visionary is one of my least favorite characters to play, but that's entirely beside the point. <laughs> okay, I I was just playing that character. As a matter of fact, I was playing online before Julius uh, pinged me and said, "Albert, where are you? You're <laughs> supposed to be recording." Because I was playing some multiverse digitally, just just to see how that is. Because I haven't done that in ages, and I had vi- visionary up, mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, she's so she's okay, I guess. Um, yeah. So so there's a lot of variability in the game and that's what i like about it you like trying out the different characters and seeing how they feel and whatnot i mean i like beating up the bad guy that's well the yes and beating up the bad guys that is fun that is fun this is a i enjoy this game this game though i don't like playing the digital versions so much i prefer the physical version i get annoyed <sighs> with the digital version how do you, wait? How do you get annoyed with the digital version? What could possibly annoy you about the digital version? And I'm sure these things could be tweaked and adjusted. But I dislike having to click on each card to see what the thing does. I hate when I click on the card and then it gets me a little cutscene 
where I got to watch the a little fist fly across the screen and damage a villain. And again, I guess you could get all that. Uh, but as I'm playing, I'm just finding myself annoyed by the fact that these things even exist. I don't know. I would just rather play the physical version, which is crazy. I know this mm-hmm. because it is yep. it is a bit of a of a there's a lot of upkeep in this game. <laughs> it really is. There's a ton of upkeep in this game. A ton of things to keep track of. There's this effect and there's powers and it lasts and this one can change it to mm-hmm. lightning and redirect. And like I was playing the other day with one of the heroes, the unlucky guy whose name is not coming to mind. But Oh yeah. Kismet or something maybe or I, I know no, who you're no, talking no. about. That's the villain. I think Kismet's the villain. I'm talking about okay. the hero, the unlucky hero. Mm-hmm. His name is like I don't have all the names memorized. But so he has a final ability that it's if it's damaging another hero, so it re it uh, converts it to go back to him. And so at one point in time I had and I only played digital for this okay. game. But at one point in time I had set it up that there was like six cards that all in a row redirected the where the damage was being put until eventually it got redirected to him and then he <laughs> redirected it to villain and i was like i have to i ha-. even though if i were playing myself i'd just be like and it just works and it does like i wanted to this makes sure it, first of all if you want to play by the rules there's no, when you're playing a game with as many rules all working at the same time this is a excellent way of doing that but I had to make sure that like there is a step-by-step process to make sure it works and it turns into like 20 damage at the end because of all the modifications and things that were happening <laughs> nice. throughout this whole course. 20 is a lot. It was it was a ridiculous amount. It finished it was the winning move of the game to be able to run it through all of this. And it was just a ridiculous amount of this, that, this, that, this, that, this, that. That is just an example of the types of upkeep that this game brings mm-hmm. it's complicated yeah some some characters are definitely worse than others because for example the number of cards and all that no no doubt about it this this game is fiddly I, I think that description fits it well and if you have a character with a lot of cards there's chances are that's just gonna slow things down and bog it down because of that fiddliness especially if they affect things and when you have the physical game, the card will say, you know, redirect damage or reduce the next damage or something mm-hmm. happens at the start of the turn or at the end of the turn. So you have to go through all the cards and look for that. And there's markers that you could buy that didn't come with the base game and put them on the cards to like help you identify what cards have what going on. And that helps a lot. But it's fiddly and it's sl- kind of slow playing. At least the physical version is kind of slow playing. It could take me 90 minutes to play a game. So it's kind of a big game. <laughs> But I enjoy all that fiddliness about it. And when I play, I will invariably forget something or get a rule wrong somewhere or miss a card and make mistakes. And that's just part of the fun. Like, oh, look at that. I forgot to take some damage. Oh, look at that. I forgot I could have drawn three cards. Oh, well. <laughs> and you keep going in the end. You know, it's just it's just uh, it's fun. I mean, that is the only why way like you it. can play these kind of games is just move on with things. Yeah, accept it. Unless you're playing the digital version. Yeah. Which won't let you make the mistakes. Which won't let you make the mistakes. But I I don't know. It plays smoother and faster on digital. Like for Arkham. um, So that's Arkham Horror, the card game. I prefer Mm -hmm. the physical version to the digital one to that one. Because it doesn't feel like a lot of upkeep. It doesn't feel like a lot of just messing with the cards to, to make sure that everything is working right. I don't forget about stuff. It's not a whole lot of 
timing triggers and things doing this and that. There's not so many complex nuanced interplays between all the cards that you have in Arkham. Everyone feels more, I don't know, straightforward, I guess, in Arkham, maybe. <laughs> mm -hmm. This one just yep. really doesn't, and that can be confusing. Yeah, it could be. Now, one thing that helps a lot when I play is, I, I learned this from somebody in BGG. I'm not sure exactly who. Uh, I wish I could give them credit for it, but when I set up the game, I always set it up in a very particular way. I have, you know, there's one hero, one villain, then three heroes that will go taking turns one after the other, and finally the, the environment. I will set up the villain deck on top, and below that the first hero, then below that second, below the third, and finally the environment. And as I play the cards to them, I play to the right of that deck. So that I always know what order the cards are played in, and everything's very well organized, and it fits comfortably, pretty comfortably, on a like in a large uh, player um, mouse pad board thing. What do you call these play mats? <laughs> like a, I think it's two by two, and it fits all there. And because everything's ordered and organized, it is very easy to play just going down the line and from left to right. That helps a yeah. lot. I have found that really makes a huge difference. I can't do that. Like Lord of the Rings, I cannot play multi-handed. This is a game where you have to play multi-handed. You can't really just play one hero. It's not balanced for that at all. I found three works. Oh, really I don't well. think it's recommended to. I think the lowest the game recommends you play with is three. Either. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, it's true. You could I do four and all that. Two. Yeah, and the rules make it variable. But the problem is that the the heroes do tend to interact with each other a lot, and, and there's some play off of different heroes. A lot of heroes have things that affect each other. So playing one would not really work. Two might, I guess, but probably not. So I, I don't even try those. I just always do three. I won't do that with, say, a game like Lord of the Rings. I wouldn't play two two character, two decks because the space that takes is just much bigger and, and less controlled. But with this game, I can manage it for whatever reason. Don't mind it at all, which is interesting. So, yeah, so this is a, a rather fiddly game. I think I have said, we have both said that. No doubt about it. What is interesting, though, now is there's... You mentioned the second edition, right? Do you know anything about that one? I just know <laughs> that they've tried simplifying it and redoing mm -hmm. the art so it looks more comic-y. The original ones, the art wasn't... I mean, the art was... I'm not quite sure how to describe the difference between the two different art styles. It's a different-looking art style. I think the original one, personally, looked plenty comic-y. They wanted to look more comic-y. I don't. I can't really mm -hmm. quantify I, it. I may be making this up. I'm not sure, but I always got the impression that the the person that made the first one really wasn't that experienced as a comic book artist necessarily. And I'm, I think over time they've gained more experience and have gotten better. And I think the art has matured throughout the series, and and that might be that might be some of the issue, right? So the older the older heroes, I don't know, looked rougher and and whatnot. Maybe it was a stylistic choice. I don't know, but that's always the, the way it felt to me. They, the, from whatever, I don't know much about it. I read a little bit about it. They have simplified the game. Not the 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 rules are really simple already. It's there's not a lot of complexity in that. The complexity comes in the cards that the different heroes have and, and whatnot. Apparently, they have simplified some of the heroes that were a little too complex. They have made the text clearer on the cards, so it's easy to tell when something happens at the beginning or end of the turn. You could spot it right away before you kind of had to read the text and it was just hidden in there and a bunch of other texts. Now the different step phases are, are more obvious. Um, they've also re-engineered some of the heroes, 
especially the ones that were really slow to build up and, and to use. Apparently, the game just plays much faster now, so it's also more streamlined. I think they also have rechanged, reworked some of the triggers so that it's more clear about when mm-hmm. stuff happens. Yes, yes. So there's that too. So yeah, but apparent. But other than that, it's apparently the same game. I I don't believe the old version and the new version are compatible, even though mechanically and rules wise they are. That the card, the deck would not be balanced. That's my understanding. I don't know. This is all hearsay. Um, I do find it interesting that they made the new version. I don't think I want to get the new version and think I'm happy with the old version for two different reasons. Um, one is because I've got all the stuff for the old version. I've bought every set that's come out because I really enjoyed it. Yeah, that's a big one, right? Um, and I'm already having fun with it. The second one is from what I have read, and I may be completely off base here, but it sounds to me like Marvel Champions. Not uh, yeah, Marvel the the fantasy flight game, right? How so? In that it's a. Have you played that? It's a streamlined superhero game. Okay, so it's kind of similar. You have a deck for each hero playing against a deck for a villain. There is no location, but uh, it's kind of a streamlined game. It feels faster and simpler than than uh, Sentinels of the Multiverse. So in a way, if if I want a simpler game, I've got Marvel Champions. I bought that for my son, and we could so play. But you're that not comparing then. the two of them, other than just they're more simple than the original. Yes, and so if I, I don't need another simple superhero game. I've got one. This is my thought. Mm-hmm. So, so why you know why get rid of? Actually, the first time my son and I played Marvel Champions, we went through the game, and we said we both had the same thought. Hey, this is kind of fun. We should play Sentinels of the Multiverse, though. <laughs> it's yeah, I'd much rather play that. I think. Which is interesting. So yeah, I don't. I I found it interesting with the second edition. I understand why they made it, and it makes sense. But I don't see I that mean, it would be for me. The reason why they made it is because people would still buy it. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is that too. Yes, uh, people that have you've the old done, one will buy the new one. People that you've put all this work into making such a lovely game, and then you said that you're not doing any more of it. Well, what are you supposed <laughs> to sell? Well, why don't we just do it again? Yeah. Can I make a new game? How about we make that one again? That was so yeah. much fun. <laughs> I mean, to me, yes. it that sort of stuff bothers me. Mm-hmm. And it typically really bothers me when I own the original one. I look at the new ones. I'm like, well, why can't my first one have these things? Like, for example, a couple of things that I know about from the original one is those those clearer triggers for when stuff happens. Like start of turn, end of turn, the clear power Things like that. Just, I cannot believe, like, give me those things on the original ones. Yeah. And why? Don't don't change it. Don't re-engineer it. Just, you know, clean up the text and make it readable. That would have <sighs> been enough. So you talked about the, they ended the game and then something else came out, right? So that something else is Sentinels of Earth Prime, which they did in conjunction with I don't know who it is. I'm sorry. There's a person that already makes a comic book and they have this Earth Prime universe and they have their own heroes and it's a real comic book. And those people are fans of the Sentinels of the Multiverse game. So they, they licensed to work with Greater Than Games and release this game using all the same mechanics of Sentinels of the Multiverse. All, all the cards are compatible. All You know, you could use heroes from either set and villains and locations and mix it all up and it works just fine. The They did 
learned a few lessons though. One of the changes they made is all the cards have clear start of turn effect and end of turn effect text. So it's obvious when things happen. They fixed that stuff, just like you're saying. And I really like that about it. That that was really interesting. I hear you. I've never had an opportunity to play that game though. Okay, it it I think it just came out recently to retail. It showed up in my game store in the last month or two. Oh really? Um mm-hmm. so I had I bought some of the expansions. It was one box set plus four small expansions. Uh two heroes, a villain, and a location. So I bought that, I tried it out, I said, you know what, I like this, this works pretty well. And I went ahead and bought the box to get the rest of it. And so now I have all those. And I've played through some of the villains and locations. And it, it works really great. I really like them. They all feel different than everything I already have. It's amazing that with the number of heroes and locations and villains that we mentioned earlier, it still feels different every time. And it's just more like, like the original game with cleaner text. I hope they come out with more expansions with it. From what I've read, they don't think they will. But sure will be neat. Now, there's also the uh, the digital edition, right? You mentioned that's mm-hmm. that's also first edition. There isn't a second edition of that, at least not yet, right? I don't no, know. If they can... I don't think they're planning on it. Really? Okay. They've not made any announcements of it. Okay. So, I mean, it's possible they're just working on it and they'll announce it at some point or that they plan. We, we just don't know. I imagine they're not. I think they said they were done with it. Really? <laughs> they also said they were done with Sentinels of the Multiverse card game. Yeah. <laughs> and then they came out with Sentinels of Earth Prime and a second edition. So I don't know. I assume they will come out with a digital edition. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose anything is possible, but we'll see. Yeah. I'm sure it depends on how well this does. But yeah, my preference, my preference, as mentioned, is to play on the digital version as is, mm-hmm. even without all this stuff. Although I absolutely cannot abide by the one big end of game thing, uh, Oblivion. Oh, <laughs> the way Oblivion <laughs> yes. works is that you have the three play areas and there's multiple fights going on and you have like 15 different heroes and three environments, like multiple villains and then the big main villain and. Oh my god, the game was fiddly enough to begin with. I, just, <laughs> I can't even resolve this. Epic fiddliness there, yeah. I have <sighs> not played that. I, I bought that when it came out and I you know I kickstarted it because I wanted all the villains and heroes that came with it and locations and all that just to add to my game so I have more options. Um I have not played Oblivion Guy. I don't intend to because it just seems way too epic. It, it'll be a whole day long game. Um I showed Julius already. The character card for that guy is actually a booklet. On the first page, he starts, he has like 10,000 health. And I don't know, you get him down to nothing or something. I don't know what the trigger is. Once you've reached the trigger point, you flip it. And now he's at like 180 health only or 1,000 health or something. You fight him again. You get him to a lower level. And then you fight him again. And then eventually you win. So you got to find this main guy a bunch of times. So, so this Oblivion guy, it's huge, and there's other rules that come into play. I don't know, it's complicated. Have you played it digitally? I played the digital version, okay. and it took forever. Yeah, I bet it did. I would, I would never use them. I don't, I can't imagine a scenario where I ever <sighs> want to play it, which I'm fine with. Again, I got all the other content in the box, so that you know that was worth it. It got, and when that came out, they released all the variant versions that existed. 
they're now available so you could actually get them you know because before whenever they released stuff they would release like christmas variants for some of the heroes or if you kickstarter you get some other variants so there's all these variants running around that you could not get unless you had been at the right place at the right time and all they did was give you a different hero card with a different base power that would change the way the hero felt you know it's that sort Mm -hmm. of if you missed out on the kickstarter you missed out too bad you know it doesn't matter, but, you know, I hate that. <laughs> I hate missing out. So I released it, which is really nice. All those versions are available. And you could and you could get that. And same for the villains. There's also some villain variants. Um, So I found it was worth it. I'm happy with it. But, again, I'll just never use them. So I think that is Sentinels of the Multiverse. Final well, thoughts there, Julius? Uh-huh. Let me just ask you, because I know this has affected for me that... The the game is really fiddly and continues to be fiddly, and I don't have anything in my collection that feels this fiddly. As other things have aged, and even they themselves have reduced the amount of fiddly by later editions, do you think that it still keeps a place because it's so fiddly? I do. I do think so. It does for me. The thing is, I think that the fiddliness is is sort of a fashion thing. You know, it may come in and out of fashion. I think in the future, games that are kind of fiddly will just come back into style at some point. And, you know, that happened in, in the 70s. The games were fiddly or in, in the 80s, and they got kind of less fiddly. Then some fiddliness has come back, and it goes out. Of, so I think it's sort of a trend. Um I like I said, I enjoy it and I like it. I do think if I was new to the franchise and I got that version and the new version and try were able to try them both before I bought any, I probably would go with a simpler version. Yeah, of course I go with a simpler version. But I'm that, just I'm just questioning whether or not it really belongs because for me, I pulled the game out to play more more times of it doing this. Mm-hmm. And some of the some of the characters just didn't click with me. I just rolled with some random characters and played a couple of games. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I remember why I don't like these characters. I <laughs> uh, just can't make them work. And I don't know. I I haven't played it in a while. It's probably been a year. It feels like since I played it last. And mm. for me, it's it's largely because of there's a lot going on there's a lot to keep track of if i'm just sort of like hey i play this card and i do a thing sure but if i'm trying to build a strategy across the characters you either have to really invest a lot of time and thought Mm -hmm. into what the characters are how they're doing how they play well so you don't really diversify across them all um or just sort of just play on a whim and not a whole lot of tactics to it and that's because of how much interaction stuff there is between all the different decks and different things about what it is that they're doing. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's, yeah. It's and, hard. And some of those heroes, if you, if you don't know them already, like, like some heroes, you, you may really need to draw cards to find their special ring or whatever that gives them power. And so you, you kind of need to look for that card. And if you don't notice to, to try and draw extra cards whenever you can, you're not going to play them optimally, right? So, so you're handicapping yourself. And not playing often, I think, makes it, or, or just not being familiar with a hero because you have too many, makes that a little harder and makes the game more challenging. It's funny that you say you don't play that often because, you know, you, you play maybe, it's been a year. I think I play this game pretty regularly because I play it at least once a year. <laughs> 
So I'm I'm exactly the opposite of you. For me, that that's that's a lot of plays. The I actually I played it four times this weekend just to to refresh for for this episode. I just had a had a ton of fun playing it all. Even when uh when the game went terribly. That's the other thing about this game. I do think when you when you play it, it does have a pretty decent sense of narrative and the fights feel epic and when they come down to a win or an end, it feels like a, an epic fight. Like the wins often feel dramatic at the very end. Like you mentioned that that big giant punch at the end for twenty points, or when you lost, your villains are slowly getting depleted and your last people are there just making the last villain effort before they die. And it always feels satisfying, I find. Yeah, overall, I do like this game a lot. It's one of my favorites. I mean, I'm not disagreeing with you. I do like the game. Mm-hmm. Just to me, it feels like it's sort of been pushed out by games that are a little bit easier for me to get into. I suppose if you want to have a game that you involve, I mean, for me, the game that I involve a lot of time and effort and thought into is Arkham Horror, that is sort of a lifestyle game. If you want to treat this as your lifestyle game, I can fully understand where you're coming from with that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's big enough to be a lifestyle game. Yeah. But for me, it feels like it needs to be to really get the involvement, the the enjoyment out of it. And I just don't have it for that. Yeah. Like I said, you're going to get 9 billion plays out of this before it starts to get stale. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not disagreeing with you because you have to learn you have to, in order to do well on a character, you have to play a character a number of times, even just to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Cause I, I, I replayed characters yet this weekend. I played fanatic again that I always really enjoyed. And I really didn't remember what to do with her. The game was challenging. So by, by the third million game already, you're starting to forget and got to go back and revisit things. Yeah, <laughs> start over. I thought you. I, I'm surprised you didn't mention Mage Knight as a as a game that you're gonna go back to. You want something big and epic and fiddly? Do you still play that much? It's not on my shelf anymore. <gasps> wow. Okay, that surprises me. <laughs> I mean, the shelf has limited room. Yeah, I gotta I gotta get new stuff in. Yeah, no, I understand. Come back at one point. Yeah. Okay. I know you liked it, which is what I was asking. I do really that like is it. I would, yeah. I would play it again. The problem is that it takes forever. Right, I never yeah. was taking that because it's a, it's like a four or five hour game. Yeah, that would be for me once every few years at best. <laughs> no way. Well, all right, Julius. I think I think we've talked a lot about the superheroes. Okay. All right. Well, it was good talking with you. Let's go. Uh, let's go rescue some worlds then. All right. Let's do it. Thank you, everyone. All right. Have a good night, everyone. Thanks for listening. We love feedback, so we love hearing from you. You can reach me at Julius at OnePlayerPodcast.com or JLBird on BGG. And Albert can be reached at Albert at OnePlayerPodcast.com or Fractaloon on BGG. Our website is OnePlayerPodcast.com with the number one, and we're also on Twitter at OnePlayerPodcast. The intro music is copyright Angus, can be found at Gemendo.com. The transition music is copyright by Dan Elduce Pancaldi, whose page is at DanPancaldi.com. The One Player Podcast is protected under a Creative Commons share-alike license. Thanks for listening.